You are listening to Profit Without Worry, episode number 123. We are living in some uncertain business times, my friend, no matter where you are in the world. I'm sharing a bit today about how I'm throwing out my 2020 plans and pivoting to better navigate these turbulent times. Hey there, I'm Michelle Evans, and this is the show where coaches, experts, and business owners like us get real about what it takes to create a profitable online business. I can tell you from experience that nonstop hustle plus random acts of marketing do not equal success. So how do we attract a steady flow of clients and sales without all the hustle? This is the Profit Without Worry podcast. Hey there, my friend. Welcome back and thanks so much for tuning in. I hope this podcast finds you and those you love doing well, physically, mentally, emotionally, and financially. I don't know about you, but I feel like everything that I planned for 2020 has been turned upside down, sideways, shredded into itty bitty little pieces, and thrown into a windstorm. March 2020 feels like a whole new business and life landscape than it did back when I was making these plans in, you know, late November, early December. And now it's time to throw away those plans, even though I love them, and pivot, pivot, pivot. It reminds me of that quote from Alan Saunders, life is what happens to us while we are making other plans, right? (laughs) Well, life is happening. It's happening fast. And I still kind of feel the need to get some semblance of at least a little bit of a pivot plan in place. Are you feeling like that at all? For me, I've got a few components that I really need to take into account now that that are, I don't know, it's not complexity so much, but it's stuff that I have to think a little bit more about than I normally do. So first, my kids are out of school until at the very earliest, April 27th, but I'm hearing rumors, well-sourced rumors from my teacher friends that we may be out for the rest of the school year. And you know, my, my stepdaughter, this is her senior year in high school, and this is a really big deal. We had a lot of stuff planned for her, and it's kind of been a bummer for her as, as she's going to miss out on um, prom and probably graduation. And, like, it's just really uncertain what's going to happen there. So there's been a lot of a lot of stuff there. And then, so I have a 17-year-old, I have a 12-year-old, I have an 8-year-old, and... You know, they're all at different stages of schooling and, you know, they all just need different things from me. And normally, you know, God bless teachers. I love them. Normally I can send them off to their great and amazing support system at school. But now that task has really fallen more to me as their home. And so I have to think about that. Number two, one of my kiddos has ADHD and is pretty young. So I can't just set my kids up with computers and have them work. I have to supervise them. Well, my husband and I have to supervise them because the kiddo with ADHD will, you know, (laughs) interrupt everyone. (laughs) So nobody can get anything done. So it really takes um, focus and attention and 
coming up with a new plan to make sure that we can really, um, that everybody can be successful when we're kind of stuck in our home. Number three, my husband and I are super blessed in that we can both work from home. And I don't take that for granted at all because, you know, it wasn't that many years ago where I had a job where it would not have been possible for me to work from home. When I first started in the corporate world, I worked in banking and there's no way that they would have let us work from home. But um, working and juggling bored kids, any of you parents out there know this, it's not an easy task and it takes planning and boundaries and agreements on all sides. And any of you parents out there that have really young ones, like under the age of five or six, my heart really goes out to you because it does take a lot of extra effort, especially if you're juggling naps and, you know, just all that stuff on top of it. Number four, my mother-in-law has lived with us for about the past six, seven months, and it looks like she's going to be with us into the foreseeable future. And a, she has an age and a health history that she's in the seriously at-risk group with the coronavirus. And so we have to be very careful about interactions that we have with others, which means, you know, we've had to tell the kids we really can't do much of anything, even before a lot of the lockdowns started happening. Now that a lot of the lockdowns have happened, you know, they're not getting invited to like play dates or anything anymore. But even before that, we were having to say, I'm sorry, we have to be really careful because, you know, we could infect her and she could end up in the hospital. Number five, I still have a team of people that I pay and I don't want to let any of them go. So I need to make sure that I have a business plan that allows me to keep my team going. Number six, I'm still blessed to have clients that I'm working with and that I need to deliver for and I don't take their faith in me lightly. And, you know, I've always had fabulous clients. I've been really, really blessed with my clients um, throughout my business. And, you know, I, I care deeply about each of my clients and the business that they have, but I'm finding that I'm needing to spend even a little bit of extra time. So I usually, um, I'm usually, you know, up to date on what's going on in people's lives, but there's not like deep things. And now I'm finding that I'm needing to slow down a lot with my clients and give them space if they're, you know, dealing with stress and, um, you know, uncertainty and they need the space to be able to, you know, just talk it out more in a coach fashion than in anything else. I, I need to give them that space and to, um, and to really be there for them in a way that I, that I'm not upset about having to do, but in a way that I'm normally not having to do. And so it's taking a little bit of extra time to serve my clients. And again, I'm happy to have them. Um, but you know, I need to make sure that I put in time and effort there. And then number seven, the plan that I had for income growth. So things that I was going to roll out this year, <laughs> ideas that I had for uh, a new program that I wanted to do, they're not going to work. They're not going to work in this environment. So it's time to come up with a new plan. And I'm not going to lie with, to you. I, I kind of had like a kicking and screaming moment where I was like, no, no, I don't want to like 
can I figure out how to, and then I just said, you know what? It's not the time right now. It's not the time and that's okay. And something new and something better will come and, and something new and something better has come. I had a number of clients come back to me and say, Hey, Michelle, now's the time for me to work on this funnel or this, um, marketing or whatever, this ad campaign that I haven't had the chance to because I'm finally slowing down enough that I have the chance to. So, you know, just making space to say, you know what, I don't have to have absolutely everything planned out. Because let's face it, I'm a bit of a planning, control and scheduling freak. And suddenly everything that I planned and felt like I had control of and my daily schedule is blown up. And part of the reason that I'm a planning, control and scheduling freak is that, you know, when you've got three kids and a husband and a business and a house and like, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on. And my senior in high school plays a lot of sports. My youngest plays a lot of sports. My middle one does a lot of art and piano. And like, we're always running a hundred miles an hour. And so I really have to carve out and guard my time. And then I have to be really thoughtful about, okay, what am I working on this week? What am I working on this month? What am I working on this quarter? And stay focused. Otherwise, I would never get anything done because, you know, just a lot of things could happen. You know, kids get sick or, you know, who knows what. But I've, I've always had to have really good boundaries around um, how I work and what I work on. And part of that comes down to the plan that I make. And I usually make my plan, like I have a loose plan for the year. And then I usually make sort of a tighter plan three months at a time. So for every 12 weeks I have, okay, here's what I'm going to do in this 12 weeks. And then I break that down to weekly. So that each week I know, okay, I can get this done and then I can back into it with any like school break schedules or anything like that. And that's how I've been able to run and grow my business without going bananas. But now my daily schedule is completely blown up. And, and that's what's really has had me spinning for the last couple weeks because my kids have been out of school since the first week of March and trying to synthesize all the new information and figure out Okay, we are now in this for the long term. At first, I thought it was just a week, and then it was just two weeks, and then it was a lot longer, and now it might be kind of indefinitely. So what does this mean for me, for my family, for my business, for my clients, for my team, for my sanity? You know, what does it mean for all of this? Because, you know, I, I want to keep my business running. And it's in times like these that I know I can do one of two things. Number one... I can just try to muscle through, hustle it out, and try to figure it out myself. Or number two, I can throw up the white flag and reach out for help. And I'll tell you, there was a time in my life when I would have tried to do number one, just put my head down and just muscle through and figure it all out myself. But I have gotten to a place where I know that that's not sustainable and it's not going to work for me. So instead, I kind of munched through my feelings and I got to, okay... I understand what my fears are. My fears are <laughs> I'll never get a, a moment's peace in my house as long as everybody's here. I need to throw up the white flag and I need to reach out for some help. And thankfully, I've got a great group of friends, colleagues, and peers that I can reach out to when I get overwhelmed. 
I'm actually going to interview a few of them over the next few weeks so that you can hear advice from different perspectives and different businesses because I think it's really valuable. When we're going through times of change like this, I think it's really valuable to um, to just hear how other people are approaching it. And, um, you know, for me, I'm lucky because I have systems already in place. I have, you know, income coming in. I have um, some consulting contracts. Like, I have stuff. So I don't, I had a number of things already in place. For me, it was more about carving out time to do the actual work. And when I had the chance to reach out and connect with all these people, I got a better perspective. And then I kind of had some of those aha moments where I was like, all right, clearly I just needed to talk this through as well. I was taking in all of my clients, all of the, all of my family's stresses, and I wasn't processing them myself. And when I was able to reach out, throw up the white flag and say, friends, I need a little bit of help. Can you, can you share with me what you're doing, how you're working through this? Are you stressed about this? And they, and they came to, I wouldn't say my rescue, but they definitely, they, they threw up their hands and said, yeah, I want to, I want to share what I'm doing. I want to, you know, let's share, let's talk back and forth. Let's connect. And I hope that you have some folks that you can connect with as well on that, because it is so valuable. Even if you don't see it as throwing up the white flag, like I do, um, you know, if, even if you see it as connecting or networking or whatever, it is super valuable to, to have people that you can do that with. Um, and next week I'll have on, um, Mary, uh, Baird, uh, Wilcox. She runs the simplifiers. She has really good information. She's already been through, um, the recession of 2008. So she'll give some good information, I'm going to have, um, uh, let's see, Michelle uh, Mazer, who runs, um, she has the Rebel podcast and um, the Three Word Rebellion. She's going to come on and talk about messaging in times like this. And her and I have been um, texting and voxing back and forth about some really awful ads and messages that we've seen from people and some really good ones too. So that'll be a fun conversation. Uh, and I'll have a few more on as well. So if you're wondering like, how do I pivot? How do I get myself out there? I'm going to bring you a few different perspectives, but today I'm just going to share what I'm doing um, so that you can understand kind of from there. So first, my husband and I are setting our own office hours. So he's gonna take the morning and I'm gonna take the very, very early morning because I do have some European clients um, that are in the European time zone. And so, you know, I'll take probably like the 5.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. for my time zone. And then I'll have the afternoon for my US clients and my team. And this will make it easier for us to plan our work confidently and to have boundaries around who gets time dedicated only to work. This will help with our stress levels because we won't have to negotiate in the moment about who gets to work and who has to reschedule. We won't feel like, cause you know, I'm just gonna be transparent here. I've been feeling like, 
you're just scheduling your meetings whenever you want to. You're not even asking if I need to have any. And, you know, I get to shoehorn mine in, you know, with the dregs of what's left over. And so we just came and said, okay, noon's going to be the cutoff for you. I get noon to four. If you want to, you can go after four, you know, and we just really set out some boundaries about what our, what our dedicated office hours were going to be. Second, we sat our kids down and had a talk about the times we are living in. We realized how many activities we filled our weeks with, which did not make them learn to be self-sufficient in developing their own interests. Well, now is the perfect time. They know that if they whine or tell us they're bored, there is a very long list of chores that's hanging right next to our kitchen like weeding our backyard that they'll get assigned to do. Um, <laughs> but we didn't stop there. We also helped them each brainstorm a list of fun things that they were interested in doing, things they've always wanted to try or learn, books they could read and more. One of my kids came up with almost a hundred things she wants to do. Then we came up with a schedule to balance the schoolwork that they have to do, or as they call it, the boring stuff, along with all the fun things. And we let them choose whatever fun or self-directed activity they wanted to do. And it's been a game changer. Uh, I, in fact, we took our dining room and we shoved our dining room table up against the wall and we turned it into an art and messy area. I put a painting, um, what do they call Like a tarp thing down on the floor and we set up like a folding card table and a plastic table for them so they can do painting or they can do making slime, which my son loves to do. And, you know, it's been, it's been a total game changer because they know that there's fun stuff. They're not just like captive and have to be quiet in the house. Um, and they also know that they cannot come downstairs until they are dressed and ready. Just like if they were going to school because they were coming down in their pajamas and lounging around all day. And then they were wanting to just watch YouTube and play video games. Uh, and by watching YouTube, I mean like stupid stuff on YouTube, like just brain wasters. And, and they can't do any of that stuff until they've watched at least 60 minutes of, uh, or done at least 60 minutes of physical activity. They've done all their schoolwork and the things that they need to do, like, you know, piano or guitar or clarinet or flute or whatever. And, um... And they need to be dressed and ready for the day because that just helps them get into the mindset that this is actually not like a, we're just going to sit on the couch kind of day. <laughs> and we found that once we had all those boundaries in place, it helped so much. It cut down on the whining. It cut way down on the fighting. And I, I realized the whining and the fighting was their way of showing their stress and anxiety that this new situation we're in has put them under. And we even have time on the schedule where we, at least while it's uh, allowed, we can go for a walk that's, you know, at a safe distance from other people. But we can just, you know, go for a walk out in nature. Uh, we live in an area that has tons of um, nature walks, you know, that are not super populated. And so we can get out and we can, you know, today we were looking at hummingbirds and all sorts of stuff. And we can just let some of that stress go, right? Picking up sticks, you know, doing whatever, throwing rocks into water, 
that can really cut down on the stress and anxiety. And when they know that we have time for that kind of stuff in the schedule and it's not all just do your schoolwork, boy, did that help a lot. And then on the client side, as I said, I've tried my hardest to be more available and flexible, um, more open. I usually open my calls with simply asking, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing personally? I want to check in on their mental, physical, and financial well-being. You know, some, some of my clients, they said, Michelle, I just had, you know, six of my clients say they can't afford me anymore. I don't think I can work with you anymore. And that's okay. And I know that's a really hard conversation to have. And so I want to open up these conversations in a really open and caring way. We are in some times that are so stressful for people. And I feel like this is a time to be really, at least for me, to be really caring and um, much more flexible. Not, Not that I'm not flexible usually, but much more flexible with people than I normally was. And, uh, you know, when when I had somebody come to me and say that and, you know, this person was almost in tears, I said, that's okay. It's okay. This is, you know, a short-term thing. I'm, I'm not angry. <laughs> like, you can always come back later. We can just hit the pause button and you can take care of you and you can not have this stress. And then when things, you know, pick back up, which they will, Let's get back on this. And and for that client, they said, I am so thankful and relieved for that kind of attitude. And for me, you know, I, again, I'm blessed that I have a number of clients, I, you know, that wasn't the last person. But even if it was the last person, I, I think I would still treat them that way because I don't want to be, I don't want to work with somebody who's under so much stress that they can't do good work with me that I become, I don't know, um, a burden to them versus somebody who's a partner in helping to grow their business. And, and so, I don't know, I would just check in with yourself if that's possible for you as well. And, you know, I try to give my, my clients a chance to be human versus just jumping into business, um, you know, the business or things that are important. I've also been really understanding again when those clients need to pause or or maybe they needed extra time. So maybe if we normally would have two weeks to finish a project, maybe now they need four or six because they were juggling too many things in the moment with kids being home or, you know, having somebody ill in their family or a, a parent that they have to figure out what to do with. And so, you know, when you have those extra emotional stressors on you, it can be really hard to do good work, especially if you're in a fear mindset and that's not a good place to do marketing from. And so, you know, I just say, great, take the time you need and let's come back when you're ready. And then with my team, I've been trying to check in on them too, how they're doing. I want to reassure them that, you know, I certainly don't have a crystal ball, but for now, I'm not planning on cutting hours or changing how we're working. I'm also trying to keep them in the loop as to how I'm doing if, you know, if I'm slow to respond. So for example, when my kids were first out of school, I felt like my whole schedule and day and world had been turned on its head. And I was just like, you know what team, I'm sorry, I'm going to be totally out of pocket 
this has nothing to do with you or with the work you're doing. I just like I have to figure out how to get my kids on their school networks because they're all different. I have to figure out, you know, what we're going to do. You know, I just like I'm not a teacher, <laughs> all this kind of stuff. And I just needed to tell them, hey, this week and next week is going to be kind of crazy for me. And if you really, really need something, please text me because I probably won't see your email and giving them full permission to do that. Because um, if I were to just suddenly go silent on them, they it, that would cause so much stress for my team. They'd be like, what is happening? Is she going to fire me? Like, is she, is she not going to be able to pay me? And that is a terrible place for my team to be in. So I don't want them to be there either. And then for myself and my business, I needed to give myself grace to let some of my own business projects that I was excited about go, at least for now. I'm doubling down on the skill-based needs my clients are asking me for right now, and I'm putting some of my other projects on hold, and that's okay. Times have changed. Business needs have changed. What clients need from me have changed, and that's okay. Plans are great until they don't serve the situation anymore. And then plans need to change. I worked um, when I was at Microsoft, one of my managers was in the armed forces and um, she'd, off, she'd gone through officer school and she told me, she said, you know, we're always told make great plans, but don't, <laughs> don't get so stuck on that plan that you can't change in the moment when it needs to change. And I just always thought that was a really great way to, you know, understand the situation, understand your business, understand where you're going. But when things change, when the landscape changes, when something suddenly happens, you have to be able to pivot and change. So the bottom line for me is it's been about redesigning how to navigate in a really different world than I was living in just, I don't know, three, four weeks ago. How about you? You know, I'd love to hear how you're doing. Reach out on social reach out via email. And if not to me, then to someone else that you know and trust. I think it's really important now more than ever that as business owners, we support and engage with one another, if nothing else, for our mental health, right? Just we're not alone in this, in the stress and the struggle of trying to figure out, okay, what does this pivot mean for me? We'll get through this, friends, especially if we help one another out and pivot our unique talents to where the needs are. In fact, we can grow and we can become even better for going through this. All right, as you were listening to this, did you think of someone who could use these insights about navigating, building a better business or building a business in these crazy times? If you can think of someone who could use this, would you do both of us a big favor? and share this episode with them. It's super easy to do from whatever podcasting app you're listening on or just share it. Um, you can share the URL for today's show, which is profitwithoutworry.com forward slash episode dash one, two, three, and your friend can listen right there on any device. And don't forget to download your freebie, Five Steps to Profit Without Worry. This is how you can start getting some systems in your business that can work even when things are crazy. You can get that at today's show notes or profitwithoutworry.com forward slash free so that you can see what it takes to create a movement with your marketing. All right, I hope that you have an amazing week. And if not an amazing week, at least 
a less stressful week than last week. And I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place, on another great episode of Profit Without Worry. I'll see you then.